agenda. Before we get to uh, the calls, let me go to our thinking point for today. We're in conversation with Aldred Yordan, who is the CEO of GovChat. Of course, it comes after the Competition Commission uh, found that Facebook owner Meta Platforms uh, is allegedly abusing its dominance in the market, the regulator accusing Meta of this dominance by engaging in exclusionary conduct geared at preventing competitors or potential uh, competitors from entering into participating and expanding in the uh, in the market. Uh, Mr. Yodan, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners as well. Great to spend some time with you this morning. I think before we talk about the findings of the Competition Commission and what it means for GovChat, let's just talk about GovChat as a platform. What sure. is it? What does it do? So, Kathy, um, GovChat started off a platform um, called Mixit. Many of you would have remembered a platform that was developed um out of the high schools of, you know, Mitchell's Plain. And uh, GovChat obviously carried on from Mixit, where, where Mixit left off. Um, it is the official engagement platform for the South African government, enabling citizens to engage government on uh, service de- delivery matters. Uh, obviously, during COVID, um, it has sprung um, into helping South African citizens apply for the social relief of the stress grant, that 350 rand grant. Also um, enabling citizens to get their COVID test results through the GovChat platform. So basically a platform that really facilitates conversation and engagement, but at the same time enables the South African government to use this data and really understand where the pain points are of South African citizens and then hopefully act in real time when this does happen. Just ensuring that we don't just become a responsive government, but a proactive government using these real-time insights. Who is able to access GovChat? So um, it's ordinary South African citizens. Um, It is a platform that you're not going to find on um, the iOS store or, or on the you know Android Play store, but it is technology that has been created that integrates into messaging platforms that you already have on your mobile phone, like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. And so, literally, you can just add GovChat as a contact, just like you would add a family or friend member, and you can start engaging with the South African government. So when it comes to how you ended up on WhatsApp and Facebook as a platform, uh, what had informed that decision? Well, majority of South Africans use WhatsApp as an essential communications platform. And uh, because the adoption of mobile apps in South Africa is a massive challenge purely because of the cost of data still being an expensive one in South Africa. It was important for us to use messaging platforms and leverage off messaging platforms like WhatsApp to start engaging with, you know, government. Um, the numbers has been staggering. Obviously, over over the COVID period, we saw a massive spike of users, and to today we are just short of nine million South Africans using the service. 
for various government we we we, we related services. Mm. So, so you've you've had nine million users, and, and what do people generally complain about? I, I mean, is it a case of <laughs> the, I can send a WhatsApp to GovChat about a pothole in my area? I can yeah. complain about not receiving my uh, SSD grant. How? What are the things that um, one can actually use this platform for? So, so we are seeing that about 80% of the activity on GovChat is definitely used for um, the application process for a social relief of distress grant. That is that 350 rand grant. It is unfortunate because, uh, you know, it is it is young people that is applying for this grant. And again, just kind of showcasing the current economic um, situation that we are sitting in with high unemployment rates and obviously, you know, uh, uh, citizens, young South African citizens needing the assistance from the South African government to help them just with the, like, basic things. Um, and then obviously, you know, COVID uh, with the Department of Health was a big, big feature getting COVID test results. And then the third biggest feature is enabling South African citizens to rate and report the experiences that they are getting from various government institutions like home affairs, like a school, like a healthcare clinic. And we are able to help government understand what the payment point or, or, or what the pay points are um, around service and infrastructure, because it's important that we, dis- that we distinguish between those two things. When we say that the public sector is doing well, it's not doing well, we must distinguish between services and infrastructure. So let's, let's, let's say I'm going into a healthcare clinic, I'm getting some great service from the nurses and doctors, but the clinic's failing me because they don't have adequate medicine or they don't have you know, you know, beds um, to, to, to basically have me there. And so my experience, unfortunately, from an infrastructure point of view, is not going to be good. Mm. But from a services point of view, it is really, really good. So we need to kind of un- just understand what those issues are. WhatsApp effectively is saying that you as GovChat have violated their conditions of operation and that effectively by not complying with their terms you are in breach of the agreement and you have prioritized commercial interests over the public. So Kathy we definitely disagree with that. Um, First of all because WhatsApp um, and WhatsApp representatives uh, back sometime way before 2018 launched GovChat and made it very clear that GovChat is the first platform in the world to have a government on the WhatsApp business API. This is coming from WhatsApp. We also find, and this is what the Competition Commission found uh, uh, through Primifaki evidence, that uh, 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 WhatsApp was creating terms selectively to GovChat and uh, uh, very unfairly, you know, uh, uh, um, in their conduct, in the way that they engage with Gov, uh, GovChat, made it anti-competitive. And so, again, from you know, from from our side, we believe that this is a data war. We believe just because, you know, GovChat has assisted the South African government with millions and millions of data that we are facilitating to the tune of, I think just in the last 12 months, close to 600 million messages on the WhatsApp platform. They now want to start directly, 
wanting to directly engage with the South African government uh, with the exclusion of GovChat. And uh, the South African government is, is also rejecting that. And so, so you cannot be the referee in a soccer match, but also be the you know player and move terms as you see when you want to you know you know change that. And so uh, it is really disappointing, Kathy, that a a massive platform with billions of users are seen to to be anti-competitive. Um, we are also seeing that this is not South Africa is not the only country that this is happening. Just this morning. Bloomberg released a statement that the European Union has just slapped a fine on Meta for $19 million for data breaches. All right. We're going to continue the conversation with Aldred Yordan after the 9.30 news headlines. Luanda, good morning. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on the talking point. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. That's the number to call us on this morning. I will be engaging on any issues that you want to put on the agenda. On the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation with Aldred Yordan, the CEO of GovChat. So, Aldred, you talk about a date war effectively that is taking place right now between yourselves and the owners of of meta platforms why is it that we are seeing this war what is this fight over data well it definitely is about the control of that data and uh, and and as we are seeing you know uh, whatsapp obviously monetizes data um, their core business model is advertising. And so it is about who controls that data. And, you know, in the beginning, GovChat def- definitely was not on the radar of WhatsApp and Facebook around being a threat. But as the numbers started coming in, as millions of users started using GovChat, we saw this behavior change. A platform that... <laughs> You know, is helping millions of South Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, um, we are now seeing, you know, you know, Facebook wanting to control that, you know, narrative and con- and control that, you know, data. Um, and so, yes, this is a data war. Um, but as I said, you know, uh, this is not uh, the only jurisdiction that this is taking place. This is taking place all over the world. As I said earlier, they've been fined in the European Union. They've also just been taken on by their own government. About 46 attorney generals in the United States has combined a lawsuit for the exact same thing. So this is, this is, this is, this is not new. This is the behavior that we currently de- you know, dealing with. And we're literally just asking that WhatsApp become responsible as a, as a massive technology player around the globe with the data that they facilitate on their platform. Mm. Of course, the other thing that we, we need to look at, Aldred, is, uh, is the innovation around yeah. using these existing online platforms. Because part of the message that it sends is that, um, you know, Meta is comfortable with people innovating 
on a scale that they believe does not then, um, you know, perhaps grow beyond what they would want it. And, and it's not unheard of because we've seen Facebook buy out other innovations in the sector to be able to control those platforms. And, and these are platforms that people use on a day-to-day basis. Agreed. So, Kathy, I mean, what, what we are definitely seeing is, unfortunately, uh, Facebook and sometimes big, big, big uh, tech companies running out of innovation ideas. Mm. And uh, that's, 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 that's what we are seeing. So they either buy or they bury you. And so you can see this in the, the if, if you look at latest platforms like Instagram, if you look at Clubhouse, um, if you look at uh, features like um, live features like Periscope and, um, and Facebook Live, if Facebook can't buy you, they will try and bury you and they will try and create this feature on their platform. Um, and this is what we are seeing. Uh, it is very unfortunate. You know, when you have a platform that you are opening up to contributors to basically build on top of, that is your choice to do that. But you cannot, once you've opened up your platform, then come and decide after you've seen it be successful to try and stop that and for you to take control over that. Just imagine Bill Gates, that is the owner of Microsoft, and we all use Excel, right? Just imagine you needed permission from Bill Gates or from Microsoft every time you wanted to use Excel. Just imagine that. That's what WhatsApp is saying GovChat must do. GovChat Mm -hmm. must ask permission for every new use case from WhatsApp for us to have on the um, platform. That is is anti-competitive because they want to see can they do this first or are they willing to, you know, have someone else do it? That cannot happen. Mm. And this is what we see currently, which is taking place. You know, and with the GovChat matter, that is, is not practical. WhatsApp wants GovChat and the South African government, every department, to have their own WhatsApp number. Now, that's impractical for a citizen. And why GovChat was really taken on by the South African government, because it started bringing all of government services into one platform making it easier for the citizen to engage with government. Let me explain further. If you look at state-owned enterprises in South Africa, we have well over 700 state-owned enterprises. Imagine you needed a WhatsApp number for every state-owned enterprise. We have 257 municipalities in this country. We have 4,300 public representatives in South Africa. Now, just imagine, I must have a WhatsApp number for every government service it's not practical, Kathy, and that's exactly what GovChat did. Mm. It started combining all of government services, trying to make it easier for South African citizens to engage with the South African government, and Facebook wants to stop that. So, Aldred, let's talk about efficiency, because on the one hand, there's uh, what is the very clear need to be able to operate on a platform like what you have described. The other, of course, is that there's so many issues that South Africans are facing on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. 
does GovChat just provide a platform for people to be able to express their concerns? Um, what are the response times? How do I know after my WhatsApp has been read that it's being attended to? Or do I just sit there and get blue ticked by GovChat <laughs> as I would sometimes in my own municipality and yes. just hope that there will be a response someday? Sure. So, Kathy, you know, with technology, uh, we've obviously built this in a very agile manner, and it is a process, right? Um, so when you are reporting a pothole or an uh, electricity issue, obviously GovChat sends that issue directly to the municipality. Whether you are in the city of Johannesburg, which is a metropolitan municipality, or whether you are in the Northern Cape, in Kuruma, in a rural municipality, we are able to send that issue there, right? It is taking time for governments, uh, municipalities to start looking at these issues. But what we are saying is that there is no more excuses that municipalities can say that, oh, I didn't know or we'll attend to it, blah, blah. We can show this because we've created a visualization capability for municipalities and for governments, national governments like the Department of Cooperative Governance also for, for, for Salga as well, for them to be able to see in real time where the water issues are in the country, where the pothole issues are, and where the water issues are. But GovChat has also created massive amount of impact for vulnerable South African citizens, like in being able to digitize the social relief of the stress grant. Now, that is significant. Why? Because normally... Previously, before COVID, you would need to stand in a queue at SASA to apply for a grant. But GovChat has changed that. We digitized that entire, that entire application process. So none of the 13 million South Africans that applied for a 350 rand grant needed to stand in, the, in a, a queue. They could use their mobile phones. And that is significant. We are seeing those type of in, innovations change the game when it comes to digitizing the public sector. And we hope that government would, would take this use case and this case study to say that we can do this at home affairs, we can do this at the healthcare de- uh, department, at schools, at the right. traffic de- department. It's, there's no need anymore to stand in the queue at any government facility because we have the technology right now. All right, Aldred, you're done. Let me thank you for your time. He's the CEO of GovChat. What do you make of that innovation, right? So this idea that access to services can be something that has moved completely online. What has been your experience if you're part of the 9 million people that have had to interface with GovChat um, over the last two years or so? Do you find it an efficient way of accessing services? And one just thinks about the applications of, of schools and the challenges that we've had there. That's part of the conversation we'll have shortly.